This is Ask an Educator. Welcome to Ask an Educator. I'm Hashim Pipkin, and this episode features Kiera Bedes, one of our teacher ambassadors and a secondary English and history educator at Juab School District in Central Utah. Take a listen and see how her micro-credential journey provided the teacher community she needed to take her practice to the next level. Here we go. Hello. Hey, Kiara, it's Hashim. Hey, how are you? I'm well. Thanks for chatting on a Friday afternoon. All right, so let's start at the top um, with a pretty admittedly big question. Why did you become a teacher, Kiara? Ooh, okay. Um, well, I remember in high school, I was like looking at future careers and I was like, I don't even know what I want to do. All I knew was that I wanted to keep learning and I wanted to be in a place where I could always be doing something new and interesting. And cause I had a lot of interest in high school. And so when I was exploring options in college, um, teaching was a field that checked all those boxes for me. So I could be constantly learning. Um, I love the school environment. And um, because I focused in English and history, like I could pursue something that I loved, you know? Yeah. And usually teachers are what I call the quintessential consummate student, right? I mean, it's, it's, you will not find, I believe an effective teacher who does not actually love to learn themselves so it makes sense that that was kind of your driving force to entering the profession and you knew that high school was or secondary was the level you wanted to wanted to be in yes no question because in my like uh undergrad program when they made us go into like the other like elementary just to see like what was out there I knew immediately that like I couldn't handle being an elementary school teacher I think those that do it are like saints as a former fifth grade teacher, I totally, totally get that. Yeah. All right. So walk me through a typical day in your classroom. What vision of success are you, are you chasing every day? What would I see? What, what conversations would I overhear? What would students be doing? Just kind of paint the picture for me of what you want your classroom to, to look and feel like and function. Okay. Um, well, at first glance, just the physical space is, um, there's a lot going on. Um, I teach world history and English, and my goal with both of those classes is that I want to give them options where they can explore on their own. So for, like, in my history classes, that's what I teach mostly. Um, I want them to become historians. So more often than not, I do very little lecturing, like, full-blown, like, this is everything you need to know about this topic. I'll give them a little bit of intro so that they have like a background. And then I say, okay, here's, now you know a little bit, now you're going to explore. So here are all these options. And I'll use um, Canvas, which is a learning management system to like give them like links to explore or sources to look at. And, um, and the more hmm, contradictory in a way, I want them to be able to like, um, sift through different sources of information and evaluate and say like, oh, this thing says this, but that contradicts with this thing, but that's okay because this is what I think it means. You know, I very much want them to do the work that 
real historians do and and learning that history is not a single story but it's rather like this this version of events that is supported with evidence and so that's kind of how I structure every class give them lots of options and then kind of help them craft their understanding from those options cool so students are definitely driving their their own learning or at least that's the intention that they have resources and supports around them where they feel in, encouraged to be autonomous and explore and take risk um and that yeah. makes sense especially at the secondary level i think it's well mm-hmm. it should happen across k-12 right but especially at the secondary level that uh these students are really feeling feeling empowered to do stuff like that okay cool so yeah as is the case with any, you know, rock star teacher that their day to day, you know, making a classroom as busy as the one you just described actually happen is super, super mm-hmm. involved, right? It's a lot of moving parts to juggle. And I wonder, say before micro credentials, how would you integrate your own professional learning into your day to day? How would you seek out, you know, resources outside of, say, district-mandated programs so that you can grow professionally in the way you want it? Yeah. Um, Well, before micro-credentials, honestly, like, the only options for professional development was the district-mandated ones. Like, occasionally, there would be opportunities to, like, attend conferences and things, but really, it was like, you can either, you know, take this class, throughout the year only when the district is able to offer it or um my school district was really uh proactive about getting all the teachers on twitter and using that in a professional sphere and so like i've used twitter for my professional learning network and i've gotten a lot of good ideas from it and so like that was available but like i said there wasn't a whole lot of options you really it was really how's the word kind of isolating because if you Mm. wanted to try new things you really didn't know what was out there right right all right so let's now pivot to micro credentials how did you Mm -hmm. learn of them what sparked your desire to really explore micro credentials for your professional learning needs okay so um our school district um, is moving to a more personalized learning competency-based learning like approach for our students and um, we had a new person at the district level over PD who was like we need to do the same for our teachers we need to give them more options more personalized options for the professional development one of those options was micro credentials and so this year they kind of used it as like a pilot program um, where they chose a number of people to kind of explore this option as like a professional development program and no one approached me and said like you should be part of this but it was a new option and they were and one of my friends um teacher friends at the district was like oh you should try this micro credential and she showed me the first one and I started looking into it and then I saw that there's all these other options and it kind of filled that hole that I was talking about where it wasn't district and it was something that I could see in my classroom it's like mini action research right so like I could see a problem saying like oh I want to do this thing or I want to be better at this skill 
but I don't necessarily think it needs to be a district-wide thing, right? Like, it's just something that I need to work on. But I have these resources available to me through um, the work of credentials. I can, like, learn about it, put it into practice, into my practice, and then I can reflect on it. And it was just, like, such a good process that I was like, yeah, finally, like, this this feels good. And I, I really fell in love with it. Once the your district introduce micro credentials as as one of these options did 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 you connect it with uh, a particular classroom challenge or problem of practice you mentioned action research so when you were um headed into your first micro credential experience had you decided a, a particular area of growth that you really wanted to focus on that say previous professional development really didn't give you the support you, you thought was was getting you there? Um, well, when I first started with micro-credentials, um, I kind of took the safe route, and I looked at areas that I felt were already strengths of mine um, just so I could see, like, what was out there. Um, so the very first one that I earned was connecting and sharing with networks, and I feel, and I did feel very confident in, like, how I use a variety of ways to, like, supplement my teaching um and so when I was doing that I was like oh I feel pretty confident in this area I'm going to explore it um when I got into the micro credential I was like oh there's a lot more here um that kind of broadened this area that I already felt pretty confident in but it like added even more to my learning in that area so I was like oh this is awesome like I can see how much growth I could experience if I took an area that I wasn't as confident in and, like, really try to bulk up that, too. And so after that first market credential, I started looking at other areas. I was like, oh, I'm not as great in this area, but this process is really good to help me, like, take some risks, try something new, and become better. Absolutely. And, and micro-credentials are intended to work in both ways, right? So mm-hmm. to affirm and validate skills and practices that a teacher has already proven competent in if it's you know utilizing networks etc or to take a teacher on a learning journey in a skill or area of growth that they want to see improvement in um in in both yeah. instances i think you will grow as you mentioned because you're exposed to different resources and research um but it's definitely there are multiple entry points for micro-credentials. I think that's one of the one of the major um, competitive advantages of, of micro-credentials is that it can work in both ways um, for, for a teacher's need. Yes, and that's the thing that I really valued in my conversations with my coworkers when we're talking about this new program that they're, like, kind of cautious about. I'm like, you guys, like, you don't have to be scared of it because – you don't have to immediately jump into this really vulnerable place where you're like, I'm not really good at this. I'm going to try to like, you don't have to do that. You can do something that you feel confident in and feel kind of that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like support and validation, I think for you're like, Oh yeah, I do know how to do this thing. But then also, like you said earlier, help an educator on their like professional learning journey to say like, Oh, I've done this thing. I've got validation for it. But now I want to try to become better in this other area. And I, like, I have this process that I can do it. And I just really value it because when we're talking about personalized learning um, and what we're trying to do for our students, it just makes so much sense 
to do that for teachers as well, you know, like make it applicable, make it authentic and interesting and something that we can actually use instead of just being talked at, we can actually, you know, hands-on do something and like actually see it in our classrooms, I think. So let's get a bit more granular about the particular micro-credentials you've earned. Um, Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the one that your first one, talk to me about why you decided to select that micro-credential um, and, and mm-hmm. what the process was like as you gathered evidence to actually earn earn it. Okay. So um, two of them that I've earned kind of go hand in hand. So one of them was why you check in the classroom, which kind of um, helps an educator understand the foundations behind, like, using technology in the classroom. And I chose this because my school district um, in recent years has moved to a one-to-one technology initiative so like all my students have iPads and um, it's really interesting as that program was rolled out to see that even though students all have access to iPads you think that you know we you go off the charts with technology use from classroom to classroom the usage varies widely like you have teachers that are like yes and you know jump with both feet in and then you have some teachers who like continue teaching you know, as if if they never existed. And so I'm just like, we have this great resource. I want to learn how to use it better. And so that was kind of my thought process in choosing the credential to start with. And it was really valuable because it did lay that nice foundation saying like, um, kind of think about my pedagogical underpinnings, like why use tech in the classroom and, and make me look at my practice and not to use tech just for the sake of using tech, oh, I use iPads in my classroom, but to say that I'm using it for a purpose and it has a intentional outcome too. Like it's not just there for the sake of using it, but it's there for a specific purpose. So that was the first one. And then another one that I earned was directing digital media. And I liked this because it took it a step further. And instead of just saying like, um, like why use tech in kind of a philosophical approach, this one was more like hands-on, like, um, how do you use tech in the class and how do you allow not only how like the teacher uses tech but how do you help students use tech in the class and so what i did as far as the process of going through my credentials i looked at what's required and like the steps that i have to take and then i you know kind of plan out um if i need to gather evidence from the classroom like what that was like and then um, the reflection process i think is my favorite part of the micro credentials it's just because um if that piece wasn't there it would feel just kind of like a checklist like did this this and this done you know but the, the reflection forces you to like take a step back and see like okay what have I learned and like, how does that affect my practice? And like, where do I see this going in the future? And I just think that element, just like for our students, it's so powerful. It's again, so powerful for teachers, and especially for me to think back, okay, I've had this experience. I've learned all this new material. Um, this is how I see it being applied. And this is where I see it going in the future. And it just gives um, that kind of step-by-step building process for me of like, becoming a better teacher and that's why when I mentioned those two micro credentials working together you know that reflection process is a big part of it because it's like okay why do I use tech in the class and then the next step okay how do I use tech in the class and like you know better and better ways of, and becoming more effective too 
how would you describe the shifts in your teaching practice since beginning your micro-credential journey? What new mindsets or new hunches do you find yourself having when presented with a, a student or a challenge that you, you feel pretty confident attributing to your micro-credential experience? Um, I feel more, oh, more like intentional about things. Like if a problem comes up, it's not blind panic that I react to. It's like, oh no, like how do I deal with this problem? Like, what do I do? Um, with the micro-credential process and that kind of step-by-step thing, like where you just read the research, you like learn the issue, you take these steps and then you reflect on it, that same process is kind of applied to my teaching and like any problems that may occur it's like oh okay like I know how to handle this because there's this you know, process put into place or two it's allowed like it's given me more options so as I encounter obstacles in my classroom I can say like oh you know like this is an issue that I've had come up before you know I bet there's a market credential that could help me like work on this skill or to kind of overcome this problem that I've seen in, in the past. Makes a lot of sense. And uh, it, it's really, I mean, I, I, I've done several of these interviews at this point, and I'm mm-hmm. always super, super um, excited to hear when teachers actually feel that micro-credentials are, are making a difference, are adding value to not just like their, you know, skills and say exit tickets but these larger mm-hmm. dispositions like being more intentional the more teachers we can have through the ambassador program or other other networks really you know lift up that message is is going to get us closer so i appreciate this this conversation a lot yeah thank you for uh, asking for this interview it was really awesome all right so thanks again kier yep all right take care Thanks so much for joining us on Ask an Educator. See you next time.